0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to The Clark
1: Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In this episode, I can't believe I'm talking again about high gas prices. It's all Krista's fault. And how conflict in the world has changed my prediction on when relief is coming at the pump. And later, there's a letter you might get in the mail from your auto insurer that you're not going to be excited about. I want to tell you what's going on and more important, what you can do about it. So it seems ever since we hit a pandemic low for gas prices back in 20, that the story on gas prices has stayed, well, pretty ugly. I mean, if anybody was driving during the lockdown phase of covid back in 20 there was plenty of gasoline floating around and it was cheap 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 and it got so cheap that a lot of exploration here in the united states and around the world shut down a lot of wells uh, were taken out of production and once that happens it's a fight from behind because There was a full recovery in demand, but it takes a while to rebuild supply. Then you throw on top of it the Russians and Ukraine, and that has added a significant layer of uncertainty. And what happens in capitalism, when there's uncertainty, price becomes a signal, and prices tend to go up or down depending on what thing you're talking about, in this case with oil. Led to higher prices. There are a number of factors also where foreign oil producers have had trouble ramping up production. There's a a civil war going on in one place, and there's various uh, domestic issues going on in a number of OPEC producers of oil that has led to less supply than you would expect. And even below the quotas, You know, because OPEC's a cartel, and they set quotas for each country. A lot of countries aren't even pumping up to their quotas right now. The one bright spot on the energy front, the good old U.S. of A. Do you know that our oil producers across the United States, but principally, you know, you start at the Canadian border in North Dakota, you go down to Texas and Louisiana to the south and everywhere in between... They are producing this year what is estimated to be an all-time record amount of oil, in turn, producing it and uh, converting it into refined products like gasoline. This is fantastic news. I mean, try to think about where we would be if we were where we used to be, which we had become a weakling on the world energy production stage. And then the new methods of extraction that are hydraulic fracking generally is the umbrella it's called under, and new methods of finding uh, good promising supplies of oil have allowed us to have strength that we would not have otherwise. Think about if we didn't produce all this oil in a time of shortage, where that would put us in terms of our strength in terms of homeland security and what people wish us harm, like Putin, the power they would have if we were not producing all this energy. So that's really great news. Um, in addition to that, over 22, particularly the second half of 22, there's so much money to be made right now in exploration and production, particularly production, that you'll see this self-correct. Every single time that the price of a barrel of oil goes up and it feels like it's never going to stop, the marketplace provides the answer. Just as the marketplace caused this shortage because of what happened in 20, the prices that we have right now at wholesale are actually going to lead to the solution Because the producers in the marketplace, they're going to want to make that money per barrel. And that's how it works. The other thing is the pain that you and I are feeling when we go pump gasoline into our vehicles. When you look at the overall economic picture for the United States, the crazy thing is it's a wash because our oil producing sector is making big profits again providing really good, high-paying jobs, and so it, it's a mix. Those of us who are consumers of gasoline, we're feeling it, and we're paying it. The overall U.S. economy is pretty much even or even to the positive because we also are an exporter of energy, and we're getting the benefit of that in our economy. If that's any a small consolation to you, as you're paying these very high prices at the pump. The other benefit of this, if you could consider it to be a benefit, is Americans are showing much more interest in electric vehicles as gas prices go up. And there are so many new models coming into the marketplace of electric vehicles. It's not a one-horse race anymore. It's not just Tesla. We have all these domestic producers who are going to make a variety of electric vehicles. And the demand for, as I've mentioned, the F-150 Lightning from Ford is gigantic. And that is a really positive development because every electric vehicle that goes on the roads, that's less oil that we need and more that we can export and earn uh, vital money for our economy as an exporter Of this resource.
2: All right, let's go to some questions. This is from Thomas in Texas. If I purchase Series I bonds, do I report the interest each year on my tax returns? Thomas,
1: I have good news for you. With U.S. Treasuries, there are potential significant tax issues, including money you may have to report on your taxes each year. When you buy U.S. savings bonds like Series I's, you do not report until you sell those. So year after year you'll have these embedded gains in the series eyes, but you don't recognize those gains for tax purposes till you actually get the money, which is when you sell the series eyes way down the road.
2: And this is from Emily in Illinois, longtime listener and a huge fan. Heard you talking about stocks and don't bail. But what if you have a college kid's 529 and they're in college? Should I move it from the Vanguard 529 that follows the S&P 500 and move it to a less volatile fund since they're in college right now and a downturn would affect that?
1: Yeah, and we are in a downturn and it's a cyclical thing with stocks. We've had a tremendous run since 2009 in stock values and it's time for the market to take uh, the most polite term would take a breather. So with 529 plans, Emily... I'm a huge proponent of the age-based portfolios. With having a kid in college, you would have almost none of the money or all the way to none in stock-type choices because you're in zero hour for using that money to pay for college. Um, I think 100%, pretty confident, 100% of the 529 plans I recommend have the age-based option. They may call it a slightly different term, but I would move the money for uh, your child's 529 account from the choice you're in into the age based and it currently would be,
2: enrolled. It's usually called like enrollment year.
1: And, yeah, a lot of them now say enrollment year instead of age based. So since you have a child already enrolled in college, it becomes almost like savings account money rather than investment money as it is as your child's growing up.
2: From Anna, in New Hampshire, in 2022, is it safer to keep your money in a credit union or a bank?
1: Makes no difference between the two as long as the bank is FDIC insured, which virtually all will be, but with credit unions, there's something to look out for. There are a small number of credit unions around the country that are not part of the credit union Um, insurance structure which works just like FDIC called NCUA and your credit union will say right on its website they are NCUA insured. If the credit union has this thing that in my opinion is a inferior choice which is a state guarantee fund then the money is not as safe as it would be at a bank that's FDIC-insured or at a credit union that was NCUA-insured.
2: And this is just a fun one from Patrick in Ohio about one of your favorite children. I found another reason to love Costco that I haven't heard anyone mention. I made a purchase, and a few days later, Costco, Costco contacted me to say that their buying price went down on the item, so I was getting a rebate. It was only 4 bucks, but who does that? We love our Costco.
1: Okay, Patrick, that's <laughs> Fantastic, so a little known thing about Costco if you buy an item and then within a month that item goes on sale. You know you get one of those coupon things you say, "What? I just bought that toaster, and it was forty nine dollars and now it's ten dollars off at thirty nine All you do is you go into the membership desk and they will refund that ten dollar difference to you if it's within 30 days of your purchase them doing it automatically is a new thing i've not heard of but i sure love that okay now here's something you're not going to love i'm going to tell you some stuff going on in the auto insurance market and what you've got to
0: be aware of first the bad news sap business ai won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day.
1: is having a dramatic impact on auto insurers. We as Americans, we haven't been driving as well as we did even just a few short years ago. There have been really sad statistics that were recently released by the feds about the increase in automotive fatalities in the United States. That I think that there's been a lot of um, angst in people tied in with the pandemic And a result of that is that people are, well, they're driving kind of crazy. And it's had uh, dangerous and deadly consequences on the road. And we've talked about the lack of courtesy right now on the roads. I mean, um, understand this is what's going on with us as Americans. And when you're behind the wheel, that impulse that might lead to anger and action on your part chill chill you want to get home in one piece you want to get home safe but there's all these factors combining to really harm a number of auto insurers so you got when a car is totaled in an accident what the insurers having to pay out is much much higher now because the dramatic rise in the value of used vehicles when they have to get one repaired They're having issues finding uh, affordable repairs to repair your vehicle following an accident, you know, to do the body work and all the rest, the parts and everything, really expensive right now, plus the spike in accidents because, well, we're driving like fools. So all this is combined to lead to severe pressure on auto insurers, and I know they're not not the type of people you're usually going to cry a river for. But what was interesting was Allstate, which is publicly traded, reported just terrible numbers recently. I mean, their profits have collapsed in automotive. And I want to read quotes to you that the CEO of Allstate said, and this is very important for you to know, as an Allstate insured, and you got to be aware this could also be a motivation of other auto insurers when your renewal comes up. The CEO said, we've begun to raise prices pretty aggressively starting in the third quarter, which was um, fall of last year. And I expect that to continue into next year, referring to 22. And I want you to know that when your renewal comes up, You could see, a even when you've had no claims, no tickets, you could see very, very large increases in your premiums from Allstate. And and I'm not saying that Allstate's the only one that's going to do this. They're the ones that, you know, talking to the financial community, wanting to tell them, you know, don't worry, don't worry, we can get that stock back up, we can get those profits back up because we're going to charge our customers a lot more. I want you to be on the lookout and be aware whether you're insured by Allstate or another insurer that they are feeling price pressures and they may not be willing to absorb those um, and you could be facing big premium increases when you've done nothing. No rec, no ticket, nothing. So this year is going to be a very important year for you to shop your auto insurance. If you do get a notice of a massive increase and your record's clean, other insurers likely have an interest in you. And shopping your coverage with someone else, make sure you're shopping the identical coverages, but shopping your coverage could make a big difference because different insurers have different motivations. Some may be privately held. And they're just trying to get market share and using the needs of publicly traded insurers who are worried about you know what Wall Street's going to do to them and may be more aggressive in raising prices. This is a circumstance where you may find a big gap in price for the same coverage for the same driver with different insurers even more than normal.
2: So we have some questions here. This is from Ferret in Maryland. My question is about some antiques my wife and I have accumulated from inheritance. Some things well, I'm we,
1: sorry you lost loved
2: ones. Yes. Some things we've received are sentimental, so those we're keeping, easy decision. But other pieces, especially a large set of crystals still in its box, are just taking up space. We want to sell these pieces, but we don't want to get played as suckers. Any advice on who we should deal with?
1: Yeah, so Farron, let me tell you, there's one thing you should know right from the get-go. Anything like uh, crystal, silver, china has much less value in the marketplace than it used to. In fact, um, some estate sellers will not buy those items from you anymore because the marketplace for buyers for that kind of thing has really dried up people live much less informal lives than they used to and generally when people are getting married now and they register they don't even register anymore for crystal china silver
2: you want like an air fryer exactly
1: (laughs) and so we don't think about houses now new houses almost never built with a formal dining room anymore because people don't entertain that way. So if the stuff you have is that kind of stuff, you may be a little frustrated in the market trying to sell those items. But what I do recommend when you have things that you think are precious and would have value in the marketplace is you contact estate selling firms. There are companies that what they do is they sell off the possessions, either precious items specifically or a wide variety of items that people have inherited or someone will have passed away and the kids are trying to empty out the house. The adult kids are trying to empty out the house of the, the older parents. And so the estate sale route is usually, if you're looking for the easy button, That's usually the best way, and so what you can do is you can use Google or any search engine and look for estate sellers in your area and then contact them. You can also do something more specific and look for, if you've got things like you mentioned, you've got this crystal, you can see if there are people in your area that specialize in selling crystal that you might be able to get prices from.
2: And maybe look on eBay.
1: That, that is a valid suggestion, and you're not going to get a lot of money typically selling these items to uh, someone who specializes in them on eBay. But if you are looking for the easy button and the suggestions I mentioned don't work, eBay is a potential outlet for you to move these items.
2: From Kathy in Georgia, I'm selling a dining room furniture set on Facebook Marketplace and I got a response from an individual to email her. In the email, she's asking for me to send her my name, address, phone number, and final price, and she will send a cashier's check overnight. It also states that she's going to be adding $100 to hold the furniture.
1: Kathy, this is a scam. And you'll find this on Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, uh, neighborhood selling groups, anything like that when someone without seeing the stuff doesn't negotiate on the price they say oh yeah I'm going to send you this cashier's check the cashier's check will be phony and there is uh, there's multiple steps that happen from here with the individual trying to get cash back from you for having sent you a cashier's check in excess of the amount you're asking for the items they may not ever come for the items, but you send back the excess cash, and you end up with a real nasty surprise, because the cashier's check eventually will bounce, and many times it will take four to six weeks for it to bounce, but you've already given the money to the criminal, and if you've given them the furniture as well, you've lost the furniture and you've had to lose the money that you have given to this individual or sent to the individual.
2: And Lisa says, how do I find a legitimate organization to donate to, one that spends less on upper management and administration, and the actual benefactors get the donation?
1: Lisa, thank you for that question. This is true not just with donating money, donating possessions, anything like that. There are a lot of charitable organizations that are legit, but a huge amount of the money goes to overhead and salaries of key players and not to the service delivery thereafter. So there are three watchdog organizations, Charity Watch, Charity Navigator, and Give. They're all .dot .orgs. And each of them use their own methodology to run numbers on a charitable organization to determine if they are spending your money well if the administrative costs are low or high. And so I recommend that when someone is motivated like you are, Lisa, to make sure that the money you give is going to a true legitimate purpose, that you look at those three, and I'll name them again, Charity Watch, Charity Navigator, and Give. And again, they're all .orgs.
2: And we have that on Clark.com if you can't write it down.
1: So that way, you can feel really confident that the money you're giving is going to the service delivery that matters to you efficiently. And I want to tell you that I really appreciate you tuning into this episode. If we didn't get to your question today, or you've got something very specific that you would like to talk over with someone one-on-one, we offer free advice to you one-on-one From our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. It's open Monday through Friday, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon, Eastern time zone. And just call 636 49 Clark, and you'll be able to to talk with an individual, talk through your circumstance and situation, problem, question, whatever, and hopefully get some really great, wonderful advice help you through it. Thank you so much.